Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. This week, we're going to talk about procrastination. Hmm. And I'm going to give you six long-term strategies to embrace your life instead of avoiding it. Question. Are you a get-it-done-now kind of person? Or do you habitually put things off? Most of us are a little of both. Maybe you only put off one or two specific things. Or maybe you do what I do and you take an item on your list if you have one at least in your mind, it's on your list, and you constantly kind of reprioritize things until that item is at the bottom and it kind of slides off into the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day. (laughs) And pretty soon it's been a month or two and you still haven't done that thing. It's still on your list. If if you even remember you're planning on doing it. If you have a written list, of course, it's still there, maybe at the bottom still, but it doesn't get done. And let me just say, everybody procrastinates and puts things off from time to time. So whether you're listening to the show for you or someone that drives you crazy that you love because they're never there on time or they never do what they say they're going to do and they keep putting it off. I hope the show will help you understand more about how and why people delay moving forward with certain things in their life. And if you're a chronic procrastinator or you know someone who is, you might be putting off a lot of things that would make your life easier. It'll help you let go of your stress and improve your life. But you have to be willing to take those steps. It's like anything in life, right? You have to be willing to take the steps for things that are important. And sometimes we kind of act against our better judgment. We don't do things we know we should, like taxes, and then we wait until the last second and maybe we do and maybe we don't. So why do we do this? And how can we adjust our thinking and maybe our chosen way of doing something? Today I'm going to talk about what procrastination is. Lovely word, isn't it? How to recognize if you are a procrastinator, because it may not be so obvious. You may not think you are. I'm going to talk about why do we procrastinate. I'm going to shed some light on that, hopefully. And then the results and consequences of not acting, of choosing not to act, and how we can move forward and act when we normally would put it off. Looking at motivation and lots of other simple ideas that you can implement to actually taking those steps to do things that you're not doing. And I'm going to include six long-term strategies that you can use to overcome that habit that you may have of putting things off. Because tomorrow doesn't always come. Sometimes you don't do things. And it's like, whoa, wait, I never did that. I always wanted to do that. Why didn't I do that? So that's also part of procrastination. So let's start with a definition. I looked at Google, and that dictionary says it's the action of delaying or postponing something. Well, So what? I mean, that one I went, well, no, that's not what I'm talking about then. But a better description for our purposes is kind of from Wikipedia. It says that procrastination is the avoidance of doing a task that needs to be accomplished by a certain deadline. It's a habitual or intentional delay of starting or finishing a task despite knowing it might have negative consequences. 
And that's what I'm talking about. I found some other words for delay, uh, for procrastination that I went, well, no, this is just funny. Some of them are super old fashioned that I didn't even know people use them anymore, although I've heard of them from like my folks and everything. So some of them, in case you want to pretty it up and make it sound better, that instead of delaying or stalling or putting something off or avoiding something, maybe you use the words like, oh, I'm just dithering. I'm dilly dallying. I'm shilly shallying or I'm hemming and hawing. But basically it just means you're putting something off and you're not acting. So do any of these things sound familiar to you? Because I want to say right now, procrastination is not laziness. Laziness is a desire to do nothing. Procrastination, you might want to do it, but you just don't. So how do you recognize if you are a procrastinator? See if these sound familiar. When you're in school, well, you waited until the very last minute and you crammed for your exams. The night before or the morning of, you just put it off for whatever reason. Maybe you're always reprioritizing that list like me. And you do the same things keep ending up at the end of the list. Another way to tell is if you're constantly missing deadlines on the job or missing just certain types of deadlines, something you just don't like to do. Or maybe you just, you just squeak by like those tests. You just squeak by on those deadlines because you just shove it all in there at the last minute. You might be a procrastinator if you aren't achieving your life goals. Because you put off certain necessary steps that would make those things happen. You might want to lose weight, but you put off exercising or eating better for that one more donut. Or maybe not a donut, but something, chocolate or something. And even, now listen to this, being late all the time is a form of procrastination, believe it or not. So if you have a friend, or maybe you, are 15 minutes late all the time, no matter what you do, you're always 15 minutes late. That's a form of procrastination because you're not stepping up and doing what you say you're going to do, being where you say you'll be. You're putting it off. So how much of a procrastinator are you? Do you do it all the time? Occasionally? Can you tell? If not, you may want to ask your friends or family, but you have to be brave to do that because you might not want to hear what they have to say. If you say, so do you think I put things off? Am I late all the time? They may have, yeah, no, you put things off. Do you promise to do something and you don't do it? Do you forget? Do you delay? Do you say, oh, I was going to do that for you. That's right. I was going to take that garbage up for you. So you procrastinate. You just don't want to do it. So you never do. And they always have to yell at you to do it. Whether as a kid that happened or whether as an adult, somebody says, honey, you said you were going to do this or that. Why aren't you fixing this? Why aren't you something? So just be aware that there's lots of different ways we can procrastinate and put off things. And why do we do it? Why? There are so many reasons. You may have all sorts of reasons why you procrastinate, and they may be valid to you. But the question is, are they ultimately serving you and your highest good? Because a reason isn't necessarily, it could also be an excuse. I remember those from when I was a kid. I made lots of excuses. I was very good at that. Queen of excuses. So the question is, is that what you do? Maybe. You're overly tired and you lack the energy to do something. So you, you want to do it, but you just, I'll do it tomorrow. I just, I can't do it. I can't face that today. Maybe that's your why. And sometimes one task will have a different why from another that you put off. So don't be surprised if a number of these sound familiar. You might also just not want to do it because it's boring. I mean, like, I'm going to bring this up a number of times because so many people procrastinate doing their taxes. 
that is just boring for most people. They're going, I don't, I just don't want to do it. It's no fun. I'll do it later. It's not April 15th yet. Maybe you put it off because you want to do it perfectly and you just don't think you can. And time is a big reason why so many people procrastinate. They procrastinate because it's just going to take too much time to do the thing. It's going to take too much time. Like when you clean out the garage or something, it's just going to, it's like multiple days. You just can't, can't get to it. You can't start it because once you start it, it's going to be a disastrous mess, right? For that. With another thing about time, of course, is like before, how important is it? Where does it fall on your priority list? Another reason to procrastinate is just being afraid of failure. If you fail at whatever this task is, maybe you'll be judged by other people. Maybe you'll judge yourself as not being good enough or smart enough to do it. And some people are just fixated on the negative and what might go wrong. If something's happening, it's going to go wrong. I mean, that's, I forget what that's called, Murphy's Law. That's what it was. Where if it's something's going to go wrong, it is. It is going to go wrong. So maybe that's what you're doing. You're fixating on the negative. And some people think they work better under pressure. So that school test for the cramming, they get a kick maybe from making a deadline. Maybe you get a rush from doing it just under the wire. But scientific research has proven that people do not do their best work when they do that. They don't do their best work. So if it's for school, they don't get higher grades. They don't do the best they can on the job or on whatever they're doing if they wait until the last minute. Sometimes people put off and they procrastinate because the task just isn't defined enough. They aren't sure, you know, well, I have this down. Maybe for my business, I have to do a social media blast, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. So it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to talk more about how to make that work easier. Sometimes the task just seems too difficult and we give up before we start, right? It's on our list and we go, oh, I don't know how to do that. And that may be it. I don't know how. And sometimes it's just we have trouble focusing on certain things or, you know, you start working on it and you go, oh, not today, if you even start. And sometimes we hold on to those pesky limiting beliefs that are just there. Those not smart enough, not talented enough, not good enough, all those things that come up that play into why we don't do something, which is also all about having a low self-confidence in some area. You might feel like you have, you're fine. But if you think about doing something and you go, oh, I can't, why? Think about why you're not doing something because that will give you some sort of motivation to doing it when you figure out why. You'll understand it and you'll help yourself move forward. And sometimes there's just zero motivation to complete unpleasant tasks. You just don't want to do it. No, don't want to do it. Uh Uh-uh. Hate it. Don't want to do it. That's when you have to figure out how to shift that motivation for all of procrastinating things that you do or don't do, I should say. We all procrastinate to some extent or other, but I want you to ask yourself two questions. First is how often do you procrastinate? How often do you put things off? And the second thing is how important are the items you put off? How important are they? Because if they're super important, you really need to do something about this. If they're little tiny things, it's like, eh, I haven't gotten around to cleaning out the gar- uh, the garage, the, you know, taking the garbage out. It's not overflowing. I'm just, it's kind of full and it's no big deal. I'll get around to it. I haven't done my laundry. I have five laundry loads. I'll get around to it. But if they make your life better by not procrastinating, by paying your bills on time, by doing things that you don't want to put off and actually working through it, that is going to make a huge difference. 
If you don't know the results or the consequences of not acting, you may go, eh, it's no big deal. I don't care if I put things off. So let's talk about first the short-term consequences. The short-term ones I kind of mentioned before about making excuses for not doing something. You might feel guilty if you've promised somebody something and you don't do it. And you might complain about the circumstances surrounding it. Those are kind of short-term things. You might have anxiety and worry of the approaching deadline. You might lose sleep because you haven't done something yet that you know needs to be done. Maybe the short-term result is you skip one day of exercise or diet and you give up the diet or the exercise routine that you wanted to do, which has a long-term result, right? If you choose that as a short-term result, time is at a premium and we may waste time doing trivial things instead of getting done those kind of things that need to be doing. Things like playing computer games instead of working on something that matters to you. There's some long-term results as well, of course. There's a lot of long-term results. So some of those are just regret for what we won't do, what we didn't do. Maybe you delayed putting off visiting a friend that was in poor health, and so you didn't get to talk to them before they passed away. Maybe you delay helping somebody in need and you feel guilty afterwards because you're going, God, I should have been there for that person. I should have helped. Even though maybe they're better later, you still feel bad that you weren't there. Maybe the regret is just about settling a disagreement. A lot, I don't know about a lot, but a, a number of people I know that had parents that they didn't talk to, they never settled anything with. And the person died and they never were able to settle that anger to come to some sort of feeling where they had peace about it. And even if they didn't want to settle it before the person died, they still regretted that they put it off because they felt like, wow, that was something that I should have done. I would feel better. Even if I don't care if they felt better, I would feel better now. So putting things off can really make a difference. It also has to do with like future goals. And this was interesting. I actually read this when I did some research. It's future goals versus present goals. What you really want in your life for the future versus what is happening right now and how you can kind of sabotage yourself by not doing those things right now. If your goal is to save money for retirement and you spend it now so you can enjoy yourself and go on vacations, you won't have it later. You won't be able to enjoy your retirement. Perhaps your goal is to lose weight, but you want to eat everything now because I enjoy enjoy it. I want to do it. I'm healthy. I don't care. It's not really impacting my life much. But later, you might be overweight or unhealthy. You might have diseases that you wouldn't have had, like diabetes, if you hadn't eaten everything you wanted right now. Maybe your goal isn't so much to lose weight, but it's to be fit. You want to be able to help yourself because maybe you have some aching joints or you have some arthritis or something and you're younger. I had arthritis when I was 18. Maybe I was 20. And my knee just totally went out from a dancing thing I was doing. And one of the football, uh, the Raiders actually, one of their medical doctors said, hey, your knee has arthritis. And I looked, and I, oh, I was 19, I remember, because I looked at him and I thought, I'm 19, there's no way. So I ignored it the rest of my life pretty much until it started bothering me. So I put off my long-term, how do I help myself with the short-term, I'm going to go dancing anyway. I don't care what he said. So if you put off being fit, you'll have bad joints. You might be overweight. You might have pains. You can't do what you love to do because you have these restrictions because you didn't help yourself when you were younger. Or even now, if you are whatever age you're at, to eat a little better, to lose a little weight if you need to for the pain, if that will help you. 
do certain exercises, whatever it is you need to do to help yourself if you're putting it off. You might have a goal of a higher degree, but you might skip school now so you can party and have fun instead of studying, instead of really focusing. Procrastinating for the future by doing something different today and not doing those present goals that'll help with those is a long-term result. And of course, bad health, like I kind of mentioned, but also if you put off now going to doctors or going to dentists, those can definitely have long-term results if there's a problem that you've put off. I had an aunt who had cancer who I always say she scared herself to death because she found a lump on her breast and she never went to the doctor over it. And she died from breast cancer and complications of whatever it went after that because she put off going to the doctor. She was afraid what she'd see, what she'd hear. She didn't want to deal with it. So procrastinating can do all sorts of things. You can get worse grades in school by putting off studying. You can have a subpar performance on the job if you delay completing projects. And something people don't think about much, you can jeopardize your personal relationships. So you say you'll do something for a friend, and you don't. You say you'll be somewhere to meet them, and you blow it off. You say you'll call, and you don't. Someone you love is left standing there holding the bag or having to do something on their own or needs you, and you procrastinate being there for them. And this definitely is a problem for professional relationships because deadlines and meetings, you can't really blow those off. If you're not prepared because you procrastinate doing that, you will not get very far. Here's why we should decide to act instead of procrastinating. Let's look at it this way. Well, we get something done that we've been putting off, we feel amazing. It's like euphoria hits. Feel fabulous. We go, thank God I did it. Yes. Even though it may be a stupid thing, you might go, I need a drink. I'm done. I'm so happy. I need chocolate. You might want to reward yourself in order to get things done. That's a different thing I'm going to get into shortly. Realize that the hardest part of something you put off, is not doing the task. It's getting started. Once you get started past the first five minutes, you are literally golden because once you get started, you're going to keep going. You're going to start getting involved. You're going to start getting it done. And if you find you have trouble with that, you can always set a timer and going, I even, I still can't do it. You might need to do like a 20 minute timer. I only have to work half an hour on this, 10 minutes, whatever it is, as long as you move forward, because move it forward instead of stalling. Instead of an avoiding, if you have uncertain goals, this is something you can fix. You can clarify your goals. For example, if you want to work on a social media for your business, I've kind of mentioned that before, decide, break it apart. What platform do I want to use? What type of entries do I want to do? Do I want to do written or picture? Know in advance when you make this list. Be specific so that you're less likely to put it off. Today, I'm going to do a Facebook post. It's going to be a picture. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And that's going to be on your to-do list. Tomorrow, maybe the to-do list is on Instagram, doing something else. Tear it apart. Clarify it. Figure out how you can make it work. This is how you can avoid stalling it. If you recognize the obstacle, the why, that you don't want to do this specific task like we talked about before, why is this specific task, is it being put off? What is it about it? Listen again, all those whys I brought up before. Is it because it's boring? Is it because maybe I didn't bring this one up. Maybe it takes money to do it and you're putting it off because you don't want to spend money on it. 
Maybe you don't know how. Maybe you just hate it and you don't want to do it, like the tax thing I was talking about. Whatever it is, know why. Once you recognize that, then you can avoid procrastination by figuring out how you can get around that why. The mind is an amazing thing. Once you know why, so many times, the answer comes to you. But until you figure that out, you might be floating out there with doing, you're not figuring things out, not knowing what's going on. If you know what distractions might happen and you do your best to prevent them ahead of time, it will help. If you always get distracted with social media, take it off your phone or at least limit your time on it unless you're actually posting to it for a reason. You might want to remove games from your phone. If they take up time, you'd rather be doing something else like mine. I res- I actually removed Candy Crush because for a while there, it was great because it won't let you do so many lives in it or if that's what it was. I can't even remember anymore. And then you were done. You only had so much time. Then they started giving me free time. And at three in the morning one day, I went, oh my God, I'm still awake. This cannot. And then it happened again where I was two in the morning. One in the morning. I was like, no, this has to come off my phone. I haven't been back to that one. I had two forms of Candy Crush I had to get rid of because I couldn't get it off my phone. I had to stop. So if they're distractions, make sure you do that. If you need someone else's help, not everyone hates what you do or don't do. Have a friend who loves what you do come and help you maybe. So if this particular task has to do with moving and you have to pack and you you just wait until the last minute and throw everything together, like me, I am that friend that was always asked, hey, would you help me move? Yes, I love to help people move. I don't want to carry the stuff as much as I want to pack. So they'll ask me over to pack for them. The favorite thing that gets asked is dishes. I hate doing dishes, but I don't mind it. But all the other stuff, I love packing. And I love making a home afterwards and unpacking, putting things away, fitting everything like a jigsaw puzzle into the truck. I was that person. You could get a smaller truck if you had me because I could fit everything in that stupid truck. Help people organize. Help people declutter. That's what I love to do. So I was that friend people would call. If you have a friend who wants to do those things you don't want to do, by all means, do that. I have a few more ideas here, and then we're going to get into motivation and six long-term processes that you can try to use to kick this procrastination habit. So far, I said to clarify goals that weren't too certain on your list, things you needed to do. Recognize why you're putting things off. Dealing with what might happen as distractions ahead of time to get rid of some of those ahead of time, especially I didn't mention your children, but of course, if you have kids that distract you, plan on doing some things maybe after bedtime when it's quieter or when they're at school. And then of course, have someone else help you on things you don't want to do yourself. Make it more fun. That's the next piece. Make the task more fun if possible. Things like as I keep bringing them up, taxes. Okay, these are not fun necessarily to do unless you're somebody who loves to do numbers. So put on some fun music. Have something, if you don't like to vacuum, turn on music and dance while you're doing it. If you hate cooking, watch your favorite show while you're doing it. Do something to make it more fun. You really need to know yourself. If you don't do something like paying the bills immediately, the question is, will you procrastinate then and never do them? Then Choose to do them right away, but you can schedule those out when they're paid, but at least get them off your calendar. The same thing with social media posting. Schedule them out. Have them published when you want them to. I don't think you can do that on your homepage on Facebook, but I know you can do it on your business page. Only do the tasks for a specific amount of time. I kind of touched on that earlier. If when you get started, you finally get started, you're all excited. Oh my God, I'm doing this horrible thing I hate, or I'm doing this thing I've been putting off forever. 
Maybe you're done after 15 minutes, but you did something and you go, wow, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes or a half an hour every day. Or maybe you need to do the whole thing so you never have to face it again. Whatever it is, know, know yourself. That's the big thing. You need to know whether you need breaks or whether once you get started, you have to plow right through or you'll stop. I'm a plow right through person. I need to focus and go. Other people love to take breaks. And I always feel like my feet get antsy if I'm helping somebody do something, unless I'm doing something physical and I'm exhausted. I need to keep going. I'm the energizer bunny. I need to not stop because if I stop, the battery wears down. I realize how tired I am and I stop doing it. <laughs> That's me though. But So know yourself. And this is a big one. Do not, I'm going to say that again, do not multitask. I know that's a big thing to do. People are so proud of themselves when they can, and I'm a good one at doing that. I'm very good at it. But if you don't focus on one thing at a time, you won't do your best. So if it's an important thing, focus on getting the task done. And you'll get it done so much faster if you do that. I know when I multitask and I'm at my day job, I'm doing all these other things, and it seems at the end of the day I get nothing done. Until maybe the next day when I finish up on every single project and I'm looking at it going, oh, now I'm done with that. Now I feel like I got a lot done. But during it, it feels awful because I'm doing too much multitasking. So that may be a problem. Now, the biggest thing that people have trouble with is what we call in acting motivation. Why should I do this? How do you feel when you think of the task? That's the first question. Do you think I really should do this? Do you think there's no way in heck I'm ever going to do this? Or are you thinking, this needs to get done, but I got no interest in doing this? If you have zero interest or motivation, you can do something about that. But then again, sometimes items on your task list don't actually have to get done. Look at the task first. If you keep putting it off, what will happen if you never do it? Ask yourself, what are the benefits of doing this task? And what if doing the task now? Yeah, it won't hover over your head anymore. But it depends on what you're procrastinating and why you're doing it. So what are the benefits of doing that task? And what are the benefits of not doing it? What if you never do it? Those are two important things to look at. And then, of course, the why are you doing it? I gave you the possible whys before, and I've already talked about it. But what function does procrastination serve in your life? Why are you doing it? Maybe sometimes knowing why you do something is enough for you to shift it. You don't have to get beyond that to get to the root of the problem. And sometimes you need to keep delving. You need to figure out the solution of why. Know yourself. The more the benefits and importance that you put on a task, the easier it is to get motivated because you'll have more energy for it. So think of what the benefits are for you. Why do you need to get this done? You might need to set up an accountability with a friend. They may judge you if you don't get it done. Maybe you're both doing something together. They're doing it at their end. You're doing it at yours, and you're going to keep checking in with each other. Maybe if it has to do with exercise or eating right, you do it together. You, you have a, an exercise buddy. If you don't get up and do the walking with them, they're going to be there by themselves, and they're going to be going, really? Come on, you can't leave me alone. So you'll have to do it. That's setting up accountability for yourself. And set up deadlines if you need to, kind of like homework. And if you were bad with homework and deadlines, then don't think of it quite the same way. Think of setting a drop-dead time when you have to have something done by. Even if you wait until the last second, 
make the deadline sooner than you absolutely have to so that you're more comfortable with it in the long run. And of course, your motivation will shift if you set up rewards and if you set up punishments for doing the thing and not doing the thing. And of course, it has to be specialized for you and what you want. Don't give yourself a reward of food if you're trying to lose weight. Just saying. Maybe a new outfit. Give yourself something that matters to you in a punishment or reward that works with whatever the goal is as well. A Roman philosopher named Seneca actually has an interesting quote because he says, while we waste our time hesitating and postponing, life is slipping away. Don't let it slip away. Let's get things done we want to get done and let things go that we don't. That's important as well. If you're procrastinating something, like I said, you what if you never do it? Maybe you don't have to. Life is slipping away. How important is that thing that you have on your list? I'm going to now talk about six strategies for a long-term change because these can really help you kick your procrastination habit if you kind of change it and make it a strategy and you do things a specific way. The first one is what is called bundling. Katie Milkman from the University of Pennsylvania at the time talks about bundling a behavior that's good for you in the long run with a behavior that feels good in the short run. You're only doing a thing you love while doing something you procrastinate, which I kind of mentioned a little bit about that earlier. An example would be working on your taxes while listening to your favorite band, only listening to audiobooks or podcasts you love while you're working out, which some people do already. Maybe you only watch your DVR and your favorite show on TV while you're cooking or doing other household chores that you'd really rather not do. Remember that the bundling is you do a thing you love while doing something you procrastinate with. But you only do that thing you love while you're doing the thing you procrastinate. You don't do it all other times as well. You only do it at that point. So it's a reward while you're doing something you don't want to do, if that makes sense. The second long-term strategy you can try is the Ivy Lee method. And it's especially for work, but you can use it day-to-day as well if you want. At the end of a day, you would choose six things that you need to get done the next day. Just six things, or maybe you choose five, whatever it is. And you put the most important item at the top, like you normally would. So after you settle for the day, start with the first item on the list the next day. If you get distractions, deal with them really fast and get back to your list as soon as you can. At the end of the day, you look at what you've done and you've crossed off the items that you finished and maybe you have three left. So you take those three and you move them to the top of the list for the next day and you add three more things. You don't add those three more things that have to get in and put them at the top of the list unless it's an emergency. You make them four, five, and six so that you, you know, or however many you had from the day before, maybe you got four things done or five, but you take whatever's not done from the six and put it at the top so that you have another six things to do. That way you'll always start getting those things done that you procrastinate, that you don't want to do. Like I said, you can do this for personal, but especially works well at work. The third one is called the Seinfeld strategy. It's all about being consistent. It's about having a schedule for things and making sure you get things done. Jerry Seinfeld, when he was really popular, was interviewed and he, they said, well, how do you do all the stand-up? How do you write this stuff? And he just said, yay, I have to set aside a certain specific amount of time every single day. Some people, writers especially, set aside, like if they're good in the morning 
or certain days of the week, whatever it takes to do if you want to get something specific done, specific times. Think about that the next time you have something like for me, writing the show, figuring out what I want to say. How many sections of time do I want to block out? Which days of the week? How do I want to get it done? That might help you immensely. The fourth long-term strategy is to use visual cues to help with changing your habits on procrastination. There's one called the paperclip strategy, and it was invented by 23-year-old brand new stockbroker in Canada, and his last name, I have no idea how to pronounce, but it may be Dursmid. I wanted to give him credit for this. He began each morning with two jars on his desk. One had 120 paperclips, and the other one was empty. As soon as he was at his desk every morning, without getting distracted, he made sales calls. He moved over one paperclip from the full jar to the empty jar for each call until he had all the paperclips in the second jar that moved them all into the empty jar. And he did this every single day, and he made a ton of money because he had those visual cues, which can be a huge help. They helped him stay focused on what he wanted, and that was all the difference in the world. You can also use for visual cues your Apple Watch to track your strategy for your health. And of course, there's good old post-it notes if you want to use something like that. Whatever you need to keep yourself moving forward. The fifth strategy is something I know we all know to do, but we don't always think of it. To break those large tasks down into smaller tasks. So I'm going to go back to the example of taxes. Maybe you do only one month at a time for taxes, depending on how you've set up all of your receipts and everything, or maybe you just look at the deposits for the year. And then after that, you look at one type of expense. Maybe you separate them out chronologically, do a pile at a time. Whatever it is that helps you, because psychologically, that's what you need to do. So with me, when I know the last time I did my taxes, because I have a business as well, I took the business and I pulled everything out because I just leave all the receipts and all the notes in one place, pulled them all out. And I had a big table and I went ahead and I just, the first day I separated everything out. I had the deposits, I had all the advertising and marketing together, all of the different things in the different piles, all the different expenses. And then I, I was done. That's all I wanted to do. So then the next time I went back to it, I worked at all the deposits. I put them in chronological order and I entered them on my Excel spreadsheet. And I was done for the day. And I didn't do it by time, which you can also do it for. You can set an alarm on your watch and go ahead and just do it for time if that's what works best for you. Or do it by the task that you want to get completed. I like doing it by task because if I'm interrupted in the middle, it takes me so long to get back in the middle of the task again that I would rather break it down into smaller tasks. But that's just me. Know you and what works best for you. The sixth method that I want to give you to stop procrastinating is, especially if you're disorganized, this works for you. Now, I've mentioned to-do lists. This is something you have to keep if you're disorganized. And I don't mean in your head. I mean write them down. If you're like me at all, you may get totally overwhelmed and then forget something. 
because the task may not be at the top of your list, but it still may be something that's really important to get done. You might want to break that into two, maybe a general list with every single item on them you need to do. This doesn't count things like brushing your teeth or taking a shower or going to work in the morning. Maybe you want to write down the different clients. If you have specific clients that are outside of regular work hours, you see. That might be on a list. Or preparing for a client if you're a life coach like I am, or doing any kind of strategy beforehand could be separate if it's on your separate time. You might also want to have a job to-do list versus a home to-do list. When I say break down the list as well, not only home and then work, because those are like two different worlds, unless you have your own business and then it sort of kind of flows from one to the other. I also have one that's for weekend list. In other words, this is the weekend. It's coming up. This is what I want to get done this weekend. Otherwise, I might do nothing all weekend except for fun stuff. And if that's on the agenda, that's great. But I might want to get one or two things, smaller things done then. And so I'll write it down just so I don't forget. Because when I get to the end of the day, it's like, oops, I forgot something. And I think it might have been important. Oh, well, I don't remember. I'll just let it go till the next day. And if it's important, it'll show up again. But sometimes the next day you go, oh man, I should have done that. I would have done it yesterday if I'd thought about it. I'm never sorry I've done something. Let's just put it that way. So I don't have to do it the following day. But it's nice to also, of course, make sure you have time for self-care, for family, for friends. And that can also be on your to-do list. Make sure that you prioritize your to-do list. What I do is I'll have a whole to-do list even just for one day and I'll put a little asterisk on them, the ones I think I want to get done for sure that day, so I start with those. So at least I get those done. If I get more done, that's great, but at least those two or three things have to get done. If it's at the office and somebody gives me other things that are more important, that's something else. If you have something that comes up or the boss gives you, hey, I need this instead, that's different from your home. But home, you want to have your own priority list and if people don't get in the way needing you for other things, then you can definitely keep to that priority list. But at least you know what you didn't do if you asterisk and go, I need this by tomorrow. Going to bed, you go, eh, I need to spend an extra hour here because I didn't do it yet. It really does make you feel calmer knowing that you won't forget something important if you have a to-do list. So please, by all means, give yourself that gift of a to-do list. And be aware that every time you delay an item on the list, just be aware of it. It's okay. But if you avoid it for over a month, give the task a little more attention. Maybe you need to adjust the item you put off. Maybe it doesn't need to be done by you. Or maybe you can have someone else do it. Or maybe you need to cut it down into smaller chunks. Whatever you need to do, Make sure you set your own deadlines for tasks that you put off so that you have a reason to do them. Don't just keep putting things off. If you need to set up a schedule or notifications on your phone or use apps for that or set up rewards for doing something or punishments for not getting to it, anything that makes sense to you that works with your psyche and your psychological makeup, do that for yourself because only you really know what'll work. And don't feel bad. Every single person on the planet puts off things they really don't want to do to some extent. Some people putting off doing what they love too, though, and what would really be good for them. And that's kind of a different form of procrastination. You might eat dessert last, or maybe you don't jump to the end of a book. 
And that's a good kind of delayed gratification, but delayed gratification on other things may not be what you want. Maybe you really want to see a movie and you put it off for months and then you can't see it anymore. Or you have a friend who's so much fun to be around and you put off seeing them because you're too busy. So you just don't see them at all, hardly. Maybe you want children and you want them really badly, but you put off having them for one reason or another, whether it's your career or it's just not quite the right time in your head. But then so much time can go by and all of a sudden you don't have that family you wanted. So really look at those things that you're putting off that you want as well. And maybe you know all your bucket list items and you've never done any of them. Or maybe all those dreams that you've had, you put them off for years and you've never done those either. It's kind of the opposite of the reverse of a regular type of procrastination and think you should think of, right? You think of things you don't want to do that you're procrastinating. But really, what about the things you want that would make your life better or fuller? We put those things off too because we let life push us and pull us instead of taking control of ourselves and our lives as much as we can. It's not a problem to put off what you love to do, but don't put them off forever. Give yourself a chance to find your joy and do some of those things you love. If you spend your life avoiding doing what matters, procrastination may not be your problem. You could have the wrong job for you or be on the wrong path for you. And you may be spinning your wheels to avoid what's really wrong with your life. And that's not procrastination. That's avoidance of allowing yourself to have that beautiful life that you deserve. And remember, please, sometimes you have to give yourself a break. Everyone procrastinates and put things off for some extent or other. So, what do you put off? Something you don't want to do or something you would really love to do? Only you know what's important and what isn't. And one last thought. Sometimes the time for every purpose under heaven may mean it simply isn't time to do something right now and you need to put it off. But feel into the difference between just putting it off for a lower vibrational reason like fear or depression and waiting until the appropriate time to act. That isn't procrastination. That's being on your path and paying attention to what should be done and listening to your higher calling. And let me leave you with this quote. One of the most tragic things I know about human nature is that all of us tend to put off living. We are all dreaming of some magical rose garden over the horizon instead of enjoying the roses blooming outside our windows today. And that's Dale Carnegie. If you find you can't move forward with getting through this block that you have, by all means, if these things don't help, Get some help from outside sources. Talk to a friend. Get somebody who will be an accountability partner with you. Talk to your minister. Talk to a life coach. It's something that I do for people on a regular basis. I am a spiritual guide for practical matters, so I will help you and see those deeper reasons why you can't move through what you're working on and why you can't do that you want to do or you have to do and you can't seem to get to it, to break those habits. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, 
You are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. Today's gonna be gonna be a good, good day. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol Deshane's website at connect the number two joy.com. 